Let's meet each other in Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6. This is our last week of our prayer series that we've been entitled, It's More Than Me. Um, and the idea behind it, which I hope you've caught on and I hope that you've, that, that the truth has hit you, that prayer is more than you. You're, you're not the primary producer when it comes to prayer. The, the Father's listening, the Father's working, the Son's working, and today we'll talk about how the Spirit's working. So we're gonna be in Ephesians chapter 6. Um, once you're there, stand with me. We'll also have it on, uh, the screen. Um, this screen, uh, the bolt broke on us at the end of last meeting. So all of y'all, I'm sorry. I hope you can see. We're looking over here this week. Um, Ephesians chapter six, verse 18. Um, you're all good looking people. Now I'm not having you stand just to stand up because I like to look at you stand. Uh, I want us to constantly remind ourselves that when we're coming to the scripture, we're, we're coming to the word of God. Um, so, so we're standing to remind ourselves that, oh, we're about to hear God speak to us. So here we are in Ephesians chapter six, verse six, verse 18. At all times, pray by the power of the spirit, pray all kinds of prayers, be watchful so that you can pray. Always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Pray also for me. Pray that whenever I speak, the right words will be given to me. Then I can be bold as I tell the mystery of the good news. I, I really like that first sentence. He says, pray by the power of the spirit. Pray by the power of the spirit. I, he's telling you to pray at all times, pray all kinds of prayers, keep on praying. But, but, but it's essential that we pray by the power of the spirit. So this week I want to talk about um, how the Holy Spirit is our help. The Holy Spirit is our help when it comes to prayer. Father, we thank you for your word. Thank you for what you've done thus far. We ask that as in these next few minutes together, you, you continue to speak to us. Um, open, our, open our eyes that we might see you and know you and love you better and have, have a deeper faith in you. Amen. You can be seated. The Holy Spirit is our help. The Holy Spirit is our help. The Holy Spirit helps. Um, did you notice how Paul, he, 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 he used his words and he painted a picture of what I'd call the heights or the peak of prayer. First brushstroke, pray at all times. Next brushstroke, uh, pray all kinds of prayers. Next brushstroke, pray for all God's people. Next brushstroke, while you're at it, pray for me too. He's, he's painting this picture of, of the peak prayer and he's painting this picture because he wants them to, to pursue that. But, but notice how he says does it, do it. He says, by the power of the Spirit. Um, if we took a mental road trip right now, so imagine we're all getting in one big old van together and we'll drive 11 hours west. We're going to run into New Mexico and we're going to run straight into this ski resort called Angel Fire Ski Resort. In the back of this ski resort is this big old mountain that's about 10,677 feet. And we've looked at the brochure online and we've learned that that the experience at the peak of this mountain is impeccable. They, they've got a church up there just in case you want to go up there and get married. They've got a restaurant up there just in case you get hungry. They, they say that the potential for Instagram pics and the scenery out on top of that mountain is unmatched. It's a great experience up there. And here we stand down here. Now, I know some of you, so some of you are thinking, I'll just hike. We'll climb up that thing right now. I'll say, slow down, friend. Let's, let's work smarter, not harder. 
because uh, we've got help. There's help available for us. There's a electric ski lift right to our right, and that electric ski lift will lift you up and carry you all the way to the peak of that mountain. All you got to do is lean back and let it do what it does. What, what Paul's getting at, he's saying, when it comes to prayer, we have help from heaven. All you have to do is lean on the Spirit, and the Spirit will lift you up and carry you to the peaks of prayer. As a matter of fact, that's my one sermon for the day. That's my one application. Lean on the Spirit. Uh, help me preach and look to someone around you and say, lean on the Spirit. Lean on the Spirit. In a more clear sense, depend on the power of the Spirit when it comes to prayer. The Spirit will carry you to praying at all times. The Spirit will carry you to praying all kinds of prayers. The Spirit will carry you to praying for all of God's people. The Spirit will carry you to the peaks of prayer. I grew up in church and I was rightfully taught that you pray to get God's power. I pray to get power to live holy. I pray to get power to love my wife. I pray to get power to stand up and preach. Those things are all good and true. But what someone forgot to tell me along the way was that I needed power to actually pray. I found myself powerless when it came to prayer. I think some of y'all have found yourself in that spot too. That's why you tell yourself, I'm going to pray every morning. And after day four, day five, you find yourself slipping out of prayer on the way out the door. By day seven, you completely forgot and let it go. That's why you've told yourself, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to pray for hours, an hour and 15 minutes in. You're silent. You're on E when it comes to words. We're we're powerless when it comes to prayer. Listen to me. Prayer up to this point has been impossibly hard because you've been depending on your own power. Prayer up to this point has been impossibly hard because you've been depending on your own power. But but, but Jesus said the Holy Spirit's going to come on you and you'll receive power. The, The power of God himself has come onto us, church. And he's saying all things are possible with me, including a fruitful, effective, beneficial prayer life. The Spirit gives us power. This confirms the truth, the Christian truth that I hope we never forget, Christ Church. If God tells us to do anything, we need the Spirit to do that thing. Everything God tells us to do, we need the Spirit to do. Romans chapter 8 says, those who walk by the Spirit fulfill God's righteous requirements. God requires us to love. We need the Spirit for that. God requires us to share the good news. We need the Spirit for that. God requires us to to pray to Him, to talk to Him. We need the Spirit for that. Listen, if God told us right now and said, I want y'all to go to Walmart on 7th Street and do the electric slide, we'd need the Spirit to go to Walmart on 11th Street and do the electric slide. Everything that God tells you to do, you need the Spirit to do. So, so whenever you hear a command from God, I want you to hear his clause where he says, it's not by your might, it's not by your strength, it's by my spirit. And this help, this help is it's freely available to us all. How do I know if I've gotten this help, Jerron? Well, well, have you believed? If you've believed in Jesus in that moment, if you believe that Jesus is God and man, that, that he died for our sins, that he rose and reigns forever, the moment you believe, the Spirit comes on you. If you haven't believed, believe the Spirit will come on you and you'll receive power. He gives us power. 
So I'm a part of a smart church and an intellectual church and inquisitive church. And I know some of y'all already have asked, well, well, if the Holy Spirit is the powerful help in prayer, how does he help me? Great question, friend. You're the reason this sermon's going to last about two more hours. Um, I see some of y'all wearing red. I'm going to hold y'all all the way up. Um, really quick, I want to look at four texts that, that tell us how the Spirit helps us in prayer. Uh, four texts that look at, that tell us how the Spirit helps us in prayer. Um, the first way the Spirit helps us is He gives us a way to the Father. And that's Ephesians chapter 2. He gives us a way to the Father. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 18, it should be up here on the screen, it says, For through Him, Jesus, we, Jew and Gentile, both have access in one Spirit to the Father. I think I've referenced this passage uh, all three weeks of this series. It's the most Trinitarian text we have when it comes to prayer. It says the Father is is receiving us. The Father is letting us in. Jesus paid for us to have the right to access the Father, and the Spirit executes that access. Uh, the, 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 The Spirit makes that access a reality. The Spirit is our way for that access. So, um, a few years ago, I went and preached for somebody and they put me up in a hotel. And in this hotel, there was this fancy lounge up top. And so they paid for me to have the right to get into that lounge. But then they gave me a card that made that right a reality. And when I used that card is when I actually got in that room. The, the spirit makes your right to access God a reality. Let's twist this one more time. Um, Princess Diaries. Some of you really like that movie. Um, Anne Hathaway. She, 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 she got the right to go into the castle. They sent a limo to pick her up and take her to the castle. The the, the spirit is your way to the presence of God that Jesus has given you the right to enter. The spirit is makes our right a reality. He's the spirit is our way into the presence of God. Listen to me. Beware of building a long list of things that you need to get into God's presence. If we're not careful, we could we could build a list full of extracurricular items of what we need to be in God's presence. I need the music playing. I need the lights on. I need the band. I, I need the good feelings as if I'm in God's presence. I need the big crowd. Listen, one thing that this pandemic has taught us is that all we need is the spirit and about five of God's people and we are good. You take away the lights. Take away the big crowd. Take away the noise. If the Holy Spirit is all I have, then all I have is all I need to get into God's presence. He's given us access. That's the first way the Spirit helps us. He's he's given us a way to get into God's presence. Uh, Here's the second way. Um, The Spirit gets us to go to the Father. The Spirit gets us to go to the Father. That's Romans chapter 8, verse 15. It says, You've not received a spirit of, of slavery to fall back into fear, but you've received a spirit of adoption by which we cry, Abba, Father. And then in verse 16, Paul says, For the Spirit testifies to our spirit that we are children of God. Paul's logic is the Spirit's testifying or witnessing to our spirit, telling us that we're God's children. And because he's telling us this, that's motivating us to go to the Father as he's our Father. Um, the, 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 the testify that, 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 that means to, 
to confirm, to, to present evidence, to, to push you by presenting evidence. Um, so some of y'all who came to my wedding, Chelsea and I's wedding, y'all remember my best, my best man, Gio. He stood, uh, I think right here. He was a tall, dark, handsome Puerto Rican man. That's who he's always been, even since we met each other in the ninth grade. Uh, Gio's biggest problem is that he's an extremely hesitant human being. Absolutely hesitant, hates approaching other people. So we're in the 11th grade and there's this girl named Carmen that we catch word. She's into Gio and Gio's into Carmen. But Gio would never go to Carmen. So me being the good friend I am, I'm pushing Gio to go talk to Carmen. And I'm doing it by presenting all kinds of evidence about how she feels about him. I'm like, bro, she likes you. She sat next to you on the basketball bus. Bro, she likes you. She just loud, fake laughed at one of your jokes that none of us thought were funny. Bro, she likes you. She gave you her number. Go talk to her. I'm pushing him to go to her by proving their relationship. Even after they dated this dude, after they'd started dating, this dude was still hesitant to go talk to her. So I'm having to push him again. I'm like, bro, that's your girlfriend. Go talk to her. Bro, she just said she loved you. Go talk to her. Bro, go talk to her. I'm pushing him to talk to her by proving their relationship. I'm a good friend, ain't I? Uh, um, This might be hard to believe, but the Holy Spirit's a better friend than I am. I was pushing Gio to go talk to a girl. The Holy Spirit's pushing you to go talk to God. I'm pushing Gio to go talk to a girl and prove a relationship that that ended up breaking off at some point. The Holy Spirit's pushing you to talk to to a God who who established an eternal, unending relationship with you. Uh, The Holy Spirit's a good friend. So listen, any approach to prayer that's not sure of the Father's love and care for you and his fatherly heart for you is not of the Holy Spirit. A sickness in the soul of us saints is that sometimes we're we're blinded from God's fatherhood. We have a real hard time of seeing God as father. And if we do see him as father, we see him as our birth daddy or a bad daddy, not a good daddy. We we're, we're hesitant to go to him because we, we 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 fear what he might say to us. We 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 don't go to him because we we fear that he doesn't want us to come to him. Some of us right now are are picturing the father, picturing God scolding and frowning at you right now. And all of that is keeping you from the father's presence. That might be a spirit, but that's not the Holy Spirit talking to you. That's a whisper from hell. That ain't the truth from heaven. It's a sickness in the soul that's keeping us from the Father's presence. But but the Spirit comes as a physician to the soul. He comes curing our sickness, speaking the truth of who the Father is. He comes saying, what great love is this that you would be called a child of God? And that's who you actually are, friend. He comes speaking the truth, saying, for God so loved us that he gave his only son to die for us. He comes speaking the truth, uh, saying that whoever believes in this son has the right to be a child of God. The Holy Spirit don't just speak the truth. He makes it a reality. Romans 5 says he pours the love of God out in our heart. He makes you feel God's fatherly love for you. And all of that pushes you into the Father's presence. Holy Spirit, he helps us by, by getting us to go to God. That's a third way. Or second way. Here's a third way. Um, the Spirit gives us words to say to the Father. The Spirit gives us words to say to the Father. This is uh, Ephesians chapter five, chapter five, starting in verse 18. It says, 
don't get drunk with wine or that's debauchery or that's a waste of your life. Um, instead, be filled with the Spirit. And here's what being filled with the Spirit looks like. It looks like addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart, giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. When you're Spirit-filled, the Spirit will help you to sing and make melody to the Lord with your heart. That's prayer. And and the Spirit will help you give thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's prayer. When it comes to having words to say in prayer, we've got two options. We, we can either be those who spend our time trying to find water in a desert, or we can be those who, who sit under a waterfall and are filled and overwhelmed. If we're not careful, we could get into prayer and we spend all of our time trying to find words, but it feels like we're looking for water in a desert. We have nothing to say to the Father, but the Holy Spirit, he fills us. He's a waterfall, a never-ending source, and he overwhelms us with stuff to say to the Father. That's what Paul's saying in Ephesians chapter 5. He says the Spirit fills you. The Spirit pours out the fullness of God on you. What's the fullness of God? It's an, it's an overwhelming sense of, of God's goodness and what he's done. Spirit pours out a sense of who God is and what he's done. And when he does that, you make melodies in your heart. That, that Greek word is solo. I hate showing Greek. It, that Greek word is solo. It's where we get our word psalm from. Paul says you psalm God. You sing praises to God from the heart. This isn't lip service, lip singing with the words on a screen. This is from the pit of who you are. You're praising the Father. And then he says you, you, you give thanks uh, for all things always. I saw a video once of these parents teaching their kid to, to be grateful. And so they wrapped up an avocado for Christmas for their kids and made their kids say thank for it, thank you for it. This ain't the kind of manufactured gratitude. This is genuine, authentic gratitude for what God has done. Uh, um, so, so here's what it looks like in Scripture. Run through Luke and Acts, both written by the same man, Luke. Run through what Luke says in Luke and Acts. And, and, and notice what happens after he says someone was filled with the Spirit. Uh, Luke chapter 1, Mary was filled with the Spirit. The next thing that happened, she said, my soul magnifies the Lord. Luke chapter 1, Zechariah was filled with the Spirit. Next thing that happened, he said, blessed be the God of Israel. Luke chapter 1, Luke chapter 2, Simeon, it said he came into the temple and the Spirit came on him. And he said, my eyes have seen the salvation of the Lord. Acts chapter 2, it says a whole room of people were filled by the Spirit and all of them started declaring the mighty works of God. Acts chapter 10, all kinds of people in Cornelius' house were filled with the Spirit. It said they started extolling or praising God. What I'm trying to show you is when the Spirit fills you, praise and gratitude comes out of you. I'll give you a personal testimony. Uh, not too long ago, I started this little, this little practice of when I would go to pray, I'd just stop and say, Holy Spirit, help me. And, and immediately, one after another, the Holy Spirit would start bringing things to mind of what God has done and who God is to the point where I just had to say, thank you and praise you. Uh, I'd go to, I'd go to my room and say, Holy Spirit, help me. And then he'd bring to mind that God saved me and I'd say, praise you for that. He'd bring to mind that God is a God of love, and I say, I praise you for that. He'd, he'd bring to mind that God has cared for me faithfully in the past, and I say, thank you for that. He, he reminds me of the wife he gave me, and I've got to say, thank you for her. He reminds me of the church I'm a part of, and i got to say, thank you for them. And I'm going to be honest, I stopped praying before the Holy Spirit stops pouring. 
I got to walk away sometimes and say, look, dude, I got to go to work. I'm hungry. But he keeps doing it. So throughout the day, I just have to sneak in little little internal praise breaks. I'll be sitting in a meeting and the Holy Spirit will keep pouring. I just say on the inside, thank you, God. I'll be talking to someone and they'll say something that hits and I just got to mm, thank you, Lord. I'm trying to give us a vision of what our prayer life could be like when we lean on the spirit. When you lean on the spirit, you don't got to find words to say he will fill you with things to praise and thank God for. So so my, my, my friend who has a negative who has negative tendencies, you you have the tendency of seeing the negative sides of things. You you're really good at seeing what went wrong. You're, you're real good at finding problems. If you haven't identified yourself, you probably call yourself a realist. We, we have to work a little bit harder to practice for gratitude. Listen to me. The Holy Spirit's work is stronger than your mental and emotional wiring. I know you might have a bent on seeing the bad, but the Holy Spirit is bent on showing you God's goodness. I know you you might be real good at finding what wrong, went wrong in a situation, but the Holy Spirit is even better at showing you how God worked in that situation. At all times, the Holy Spirit is showing us the goodness of God. Listen, listen praising and thanking God always isn't being fake. It's being filled by the Spirit. Praising and thanking God for all things isn't just for optimistic people. It's for Spirit-filled people. So my prayer for us, Christ Church, for you as families and individuals and groups is that we don't have to be those who anyone has to drag us along in praise. But we live out David's line where he says, I will bless the Lord at all times and his praise will continually be on my lips. Why? Because the spirit is always filling me. I pray that's who we become. When we lean on the spirit, we don't got to find words, but he'll fill us with things to praise and thank God for. That's the third way he helps us. And here's the last way he helps us. Well, not the last way, but the last way I'm going to talk about. Um, he, he asks for what we can't ask for. This is Romans chapter 8, verses 26, 27, and 28. In Romans chapter 8, it says, um, Romans chapter 8, it says, And the Spirit helps us in our weakness, because we don't know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us. Last week we talked about Jesus interceding for us. Now we learn that the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he, the Father, who searches hearts, knows what is the mind or the mindset of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that for those who love God, all things are work, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purposes. Everyone take a second and, and take a real deep breath in. Just I'll breathe out one more time. Just you feel that sense of peace and rest that that that, that that's that's the that's the state that we'll be in when we lean on the spirit to ask for what we can't ask for. The, the, the spirit releases us from the anxiety that comes with not knowing what to pray for in any given moment. Have you ever experienced that anxiety? The God, something's got to change. I want to ask for this and I want to ask for that, but both can't happen at the same time. I think I might need to ask for that, but deep down, I don't actually want that. Not if I ask for that, that doesn't seem like the Christian thing to ask for. Now I'm stuck in not knowing what to ask. It makes us anxious. 
But the Spirit is releasing us from that. That's what Paul said. That's what he's saying. He says, the Spirit helps us in your weakness. Your weakness is your incapacity to pray the will of the Father. Your, your inability to know how to pray. The Spirit helps you. How? By praying for you. And what's he praying? He's asking that the Father's will be done. And I have no reason to believe that this is a blanket statement. The Spirit's just saying, your will be done. No, I think the Spirit in any given situation is asking that the Father's exact will be done down to every detail. And you don't hear it. That's what Paul says. It's too deep. It's a groaning's too deep for words, but it's okay that you don't hear it. The Father knows. The Father knows what the Spirit's saying. The Father knows what the Spirit's praying. The Spirit's always praying the Father's will for you. Friends, this is better than who wants to be a millionaire. Yeah, y'all remember that show where they had to answer a certain set of questions, and if they answer them all, they get a million dollars? And they get to a point where they're stuck. They don't know what to say, so, so they could phone a friend, and that friend might know what, not, might know what to say when they don't know what to say. And that friend would get it right, and they'd get their million dollars. Friends, this is way better than that. On one end, on one end, the Holy Spirit actually always knows what to say. It's not a gamble. The Holy Spirit knows what the Father's will is. The Holy Spirit is asking for the Father's will and ain't waiting on you to phone him. The Holy Spirit, when he says the right thing, the Father's will is being done. You're not getting a million dollars. The Father's will is better than a million dollars. Sometimes I want to pray, Father, I hope your will is a million dollars. The Holy Spirit's always praying the Father's will. So, so those of us who, who feel as if we're inexperienced, we're still learning what the right things to pray are. Here's good news. It's okay. While you're still learning, the Spirit is praying for that thing already. Spirit's not pray, waiting on you to know what to pray before he starts praying the right things. So you got time to keep learning. And for the rest of us, we can be sure that in any given situation, that in all situations, God's will is being done. Why? Because the Father, the Spirit's always asking for it. Spirit's asking for the Father's perfect will in, 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 in any given circumstance. And that's why Paul says, right after he says all that, he says, and we know that all things work together for good for those who love God and are called according to his purpose. This speaks of God's providence, God of acting out his will. Because the Spirit's praying for us, we know that the Father's will is being done. You're confused right now. Father's will is being done because the Spirit's praying for it. You hurt right now. Father's will is being done because the Spirit's praying for it. You don't know if anything's wrong right now because you don't want to look for a problem right now. The Father's will is being done because the Spirit's praying for it. You think you're in a good spot? Friends, the Father's will is being done because the Spirit's praying for it. When we lean back on the Spirit, He'll ask what we can't ask for at all times. This is the help of the Holy Spirit. This is, this is how it's more than us. The Spirit, he, he, he's our way into the Father's presence. The Spirit, he pushes us into the Father's presence. The, the Spirit, he's get, filling us with things to praise and thank the Father for. And then he's, he's right next to us saying, hey, they don't know what to ask, so I'll ask for it. It's more than us, friends. 